I don't really know how to address to someone that I don't want to be their friend anymore mm-hmm. without just being kind of like ghosty. Yeah. Like, I'm definitely not about to do it in person. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> this is virtual. I'm in the I metaverse. Not, I'm not going to FaceTime it yeah. either. No. I will send you a letter in the mail. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. To your employer. I'm not even to your house. <laughs> I will get you served. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serving papers. Are That's you Adam Ripon? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. You've been served. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Normalize This. <laughs> this is the incredibly famous show where we discuss whether or not ideas, trends, and behaviors should be normalized in everyday society. Yes. My name is Adam Rippon. And I'm Danielle Young, representing society. These are the two community <laughs> head leaders of society right here. Yeah, y'all better ask around. Yeah, you better ask everyone. Who, who leads this community? You know. Yeah. <laughs> who is the society leader? And obviously. Well, unnormalize this. Today, we are going to discuss ending friendships. Danielle, well, I I don't know what I think. Little sweat beads are forming a little. You're like, oh. Yeah, I'm sweating. I'm, I'm a little sweaty. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be very uncomfortable as nor- as usual. Mm-hmm. I'll normalize this. Yeah, I like to get personal, as you guys know. So I feel this topic bubbling up in my spirit. I've definitely ended some friendships. I've ghosted a friendship before. Yeah, you say that like I've never done that. Because when we talk about this today... I don't think I've ever ended a friendship. I think I've just literally like Peter Griffin faded back into the bushes. <laughs> That's actually like, Homer Simpson. Homer Simpson. I see how the two can get confused. <laughs> <Yeah. However. laughs> that is a gif I use often. I'm very well versed in that gif. Got her on speed dial. Mm-hmm. That's if like I think a friendship is going south. I'm like, okay, I'm going back into I'm the shrubbery. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Fade into the bushes. Mm-hmm. I understand that all too. I'm already in the bush, um, waiting for you to join me. <laughs> I'm close to it, just in case I need to go back. Just in case, never far away from the bush. Listen, while you're standing in front of the bush, make sure to stick around. Also, because we're going to be going into our favorite game of keep it or, or curb it. it. That was a more jazzy version mm-hmm. where Adam and I decide <laughs> what we love and we cherish and kiss and write the names of in our notebooks. Yeah, we would like carve initials on trees. Yeah, like Danielle and Andrew Keegan, always and forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Or what we're going to drag to the curb and so- possibly set on fire. Mm. Because, I, you know, when I don't like things, I set don't it like it. fire. <laughs> you set it to blaze, a blaze. <laughs> I set fire to it. Mm-hmm. But before we even get into any of that, Adam, what is your fun fact of okay. the day? I have a fact today, but it isn't fun. But oh, I do need to share this. I had high hopes. I, I did. <laughs> no, lower them. Every time you have <laughs> hopes for me, I want you to get rid of them. Do not pay attention to them. They don't Please knock them down a couple of notches. Okay. This is my fun fact today. I was almost scammed. What? What? Okay. So. Oh, wow. The scammers are leaning in. Oh, (laughs) yeah. They're going, what? How? What an easy mark. (laughs) Okay. So what it is, is, and I'm mad. I'm furious. What happened was I want to, because I saw like some rich lady on TikTok that she was like, puts out these individual like little washcloths. Like, you know, she folds them up really nice and she puts them in her like half bath so that when the guests come, they can just. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I do that too, actually. Well, because it was probably who you who I was watching. It was me. (laughs) A rich bitch from TikTok. It was me. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm like, I want to be fancy. I've always thought a singular towel to dry your hands 
in a bathroom was gross. It is dis- now. I can't stop looking I've at it. And I go, so. it's disgusting. It needs to go. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, my home is a petri dish. And I'm like, yeah, you can either have I have a roll of napkins in there, mm-hmm. or you can even use a cloth. But you know, don't. I would not use the same rag or towel. So you knew this all along. I did, but I mean, I grew up poor, so it it didn't factor in until. <laughs> Until I became an adult. Right. And in my house, you grew up where you washed your hands and your clothes were to and you act just as shake an them dry. Exactly. Yeah. So that's like that's kind of how we went about it. It's like the least of your worries right. is drying your hands. So I go, let me just kind of I'm gonna do this really quickly. So I go, and you know, Target has like they have this new like brand, like you know, they have threshold is like their higher quality one, right? Oh, yes. So that that's the one where it's like if you're not moving into a dorm, you would get like threshold. Like threshold <laughs> is like they're like it's either premium. the dorm quality and then it goes up to threshold. Oh, and it's truly that. They have like their basic <laughs> Amazon thing. And then threshold is like, it's good. It's like Target. Well, they've made a new one where it's like a third tier where it's like, I don't know what it's called. I can't remember. But that one's like $12. And so then I'm like, no, I'm not paying $10 per washcloth. This is ridiculous because like, I'm going to need like eight. I'm going to spend $80. Yeah, you should have went to Marshall's from the beginning. But okay. go on. So. I go and what's what's the dorm room price? Dorm room price is two fifty. That's still that's mm-hmm. non negotiable for me because already if we're doing like you know every two is five dollars. I'm I'm going that this there has to be another this way. This is adding up. <laughs> so then I go into Amazon. I look on Amazon and I can get it's on sale. I can get twelve for twenty one dollars. I go there we go there we go. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. So you you decide to do that instead. Well, I think I'm going to do that. Well, I had to go get milk at Costco, as someone might have to do. Right. And I go and Costco is selling 24 washcloths for $13. Well, yeah. And that's my fun fact is that this was don't so believe what anticlimactic. You... Adam. <laughs> no, don't believe. No, no, no. Maybe. I, you know what? It, maybe in the moment right now you're going, I wish there was more to it. it it's going to stew in your brain and you're going to go. I, no, oh, I've released that. I'm, I'm, I'm still not releasing the payoff. There was no payoff here. Well, that's that's I'm, all I was I have on the to edge offer. of my seat, like, oh my god, what? <laughs> I mean, where did you think it was gonna go? I don't know why I believed that it was gonna go somewhere exciting. That's my fun fact. I'd love for you to save this segment because I've again, yet again, really done disappointed. A, yeah, <laughs> the whole audience are full. Everybody's ears just fell off. Right, they're mad. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm sorry. One I'm day, sorry. one day, Adam's gonna give y'all something that is fun and factual, okay. actually about him. Yes, and not the cloths that he purchases from Costco. Okay. Well, if you one think day. so, if you think so, I trust you. I just feel like I let them know so much about me all the time, Adam, and you're just like, I bought some wash rags. <laughs> I really take my savings seriously. Okay, well, let me see. My fun fact, mm-hmm. not wash rag related. Okay, that's too bad. It would have been nice to bad. have <laughs> dueling stories. I would have liked that. I mean, I guess I could talk about the fun fact of like I actively use washcloths. I know this is like a great debate that comes up on the internet zeitgeist. Every like two and a half years, like clockwork. Oh, and I have something. When you tell this part, I'm going to tell the horrifying part that I feel like you know my what might. Oh, be I already next. know your truth. You're just those cloths are for the guests and not for you. Okay, well, I already no, no, know no, it you in my spirit. For, tell me because I'm going to basically I'm fast forwarding. No, I can't cut you off. I'm done. I'm done. Talking. You've I'm already done. cut I'm me off. I'm going to end my You've audio. Gone too far. I'm going to go. I'm logging <laughs> off. You go. You keep talking. Throw your microphone out of the window. <laughs> it's gone. Um. <laughs> Well, okay, so in the vein of wash rag, washcloth, gate, it's usually said that Black people use them and white people do not. And the latest controversy that has popped up around this topic, and I feel like it was from some some podcast clip, but this uh, person said that washcloths are a poor people's thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that poor people use them. Mm-hmm. Having been poor and also black my whole life, um, <laughs> not, poor no more though, poor no more. I must say that yeah, I grew up using a washcloth. Like it was how I was taught to clean certain parts of my body, my my private areas. 
Mm-hmm. And my mom was very thorough about how to clean ourselves. So that's how I learned with a washcloth. So it was always very normal to me to use them, like to wash myself. And then once I moved out and went to college and saw, well, it was more so in like a apartment setting. In the dorms, I didn't, I couldn't really tell how people's, you know, hygienes and, and, and habits were. Right. But when I moved into an apartment with the girl that I lived in the dorms with, I noticed quickly that she was not using washcloths. What went through your mind when you went dirty privates? That's what I would think That's right how, away. I mean, because I'm like, well, what else are you washing it with? Mm-hmm. As a woman, like it's maybe a little easier for a man because you're external with your, mm-hmm. you know, with yours, but you still got a booty. You do. That's yeah. kind of in there. Mm-hmm. I, how else are you cleaning it? Right. I'm really, I just don't understand. I, it's not, to me, it's not gross because it's like you're in the shower cleaning yourself with a cloth and soap and then you're cleaning the cloth and cleaning yourself again. I'm like not cleaning myself and not rinsing and washing, you know, the cloth. So I just never saw it as dirty or gross or poor. I've always saw it as a way of cleaning myself. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, when I started living with people and seeing that, there, like I saw there was a Black woman who I lived with for a significant amount of my adult life, and she never used a washcloth either. Okay, she's been brainwashed. And I was like, oh my gosh. I never, I don't actually think I ever addressed it with her, but because we lived together for so long and we've mm-hmm. had quite a rapport. Well, she's actually here right now. She's like, welcome in. to yeah. this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but yeah, I just don't remember her ever using one or ever seeing one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I lived in New York for my pretty much full of my adult years, 20s through 30, or almost all my 30s. So that was a lot of roommates, a lot of different types of people, a lot of different races. And the consensus is that most non-Black people were not using washcloths. Hmm. That's interesting. And I really did think it was interesting. So to see it happen in the internet and like to see so many people share stories of like, oh, this is for poor people or I I don't want to touch people that use a washcloth. I'm like, but you in there using your hand. Yeah, exactly. Or your loofah. I just don't under, my butt needs to be cleaned in a way that I feel clean. And like, I just, I need to get up in there. No, I feel you. <laughs> I do feel you. And my hand is only going to do but so much. I do want friction when it comes right? to cleaning. <laughs> I need to get it out. That, so my, I guess my fun fact is I'm a loyal washcloth user. You will find a million of them in my house, in my bathroom. They get rotated out every couple days. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't play about that. And I'm going to use a washcloth forever. Yeah. I mean, we have them. I'll tell you, see, sometimes I'm I'm using a loofah or I am going skin on skin. See, that is not washing. You're just lathering. Sometimes lathering is washing. Yeah. But I do. I need a good (laughs) scrub. I'm always using like (laughs) loofah cloth type thing. I forget the name for it, but I was first actually introduced to it in Ghana the motherland Mm -hmm. of all places. It's literally like the cross between a hand towel and a loofah. So you can just use it to like, you imagine how like you're drying yourself with a towel. Yes. You know, like how you dry your back and you do the little shimmy thingy. Like you can do that with the, the loofah cloth thing that I'm talking about. Oh. Like that's how you can get your back. You can get the back of your legs. You can get, Just nooks and crannies and crevices. You can get the bottom of your feet. So I use that. It is a very African tool. And I love it. It's like an exfoliation every day. I I don't know if you're supposed to do that, but this L.A. water is rough. It is rough. (laughs) But, you know, the discourse that I was talking about that always happens is there's always one really brave white person who always comes forward and says, am I supposed to wash my legs? See, yeah, I was going to avoid the entire leg wash conversation because like what really, people really in the shower just standing there. What are you like a sim where like the private you, parts you just go fuzzy yourself. and you just touch the head? What's going I wash on? All the parts that are there. That's the whole point of being in the shower. Otherwise, I'm going to bird bath it up. That's good. Completely. And all my ladies, you know what a bird bath is. 
<laughs> a bird bath. I've never heard that, but it's I can completely visualize. But in the shower, what is the point of not washing all the pieces? And most showers have like the ledge. Like if you're lucky, you got a little seat or, you know, a little a little piece of thing to put your foot on. Yeah. Those nice hotels, there's like this wooden block that's like spa-like that you can put your foot up on. To, so like... No, it's horrifying, Danielle. It's horrifying. Tubs are built to, to, to last. assist you into getting the, the pieces. No, it's, it's like horrifying. Like you don't have to bend all the way over. You can put your foot up and get it. Every time I wash, I get so dry. And then like, oh my God, no, please don't say this out loud. And then, then everyone is like, use lotion. What yes, that's is going lotion on? lotion works. It's not a regimen. It's just basic. It's basic. But anyways. <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> that was my fun fact for the day. <laughs> See, I'm like, Moving, I pulled you right back into hell with you me. You did. I you know. did. I'm, I'm not leaving even that sad. place. Moving right along Mm-mm. to getting into normalizing ending friendships. Can we like insert like a storm or like a like a ominous sound? Dun, dun, here? dun. <laughs> Um, Adam, have you ever ended a friendship? Okay, I'm going to be straight up. If I think about it, no. Have I needed to end friendships? Yes. And if I've ever felt like I was in something that just like wasn't working, whether I don't know if this is healthy or not or the right way or whatever, but like I never felt like I needed to have a confrontational moment. It always felt more appropriate to just like have a fade out. I've never had like a moment where I've had to look at somebody and be like, we're not friends anymore. Yeah, I, oof, ooh, I've had that happen to me. I've had someone look at me and tell, or not look at me, they've said it over the phone that we are no longer friends. Okay, I just like, what? I don't know if you ever want to go, like if you want to go there or not. No, but see, like, there's certain details. Like I'm very vulnerable and I share a lot, but well, I could be vague and still share uh, the happenings. It was a he said, she said situation where this friend of mine was dating someone who had previously kind of sort of dated another friend, but more, more so just friends, but flirty. Mm-hmm. He didn't admit to my friend who was only friends with him mm-hmm. that he was date, like actually boyfriend to homegirl. Got it. Okay. And he was doing certain things and saying certain things that any girlfriend would be hurt about mm-hmm. um, to my friend. And just so I knew that information and I hated that I knew that because they were very new. But yeah, it wasn't enough for me to end anything or to tell her. So I kept it, mm-hmm. but it ended up coming out in a very intimate setting. It was just us girls Oof. and it blew up and okay. it, it made me look like the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And I understand how that made me look like the bad guy, but I, you know, I didn't do anything crazily wrong. I just shared information I shouldn't have shared, mm-hmm. um, essentially. And it made her, you know, probably feel like an idiot that her relationship issues were out or, you know, known to this person. But either way, after that, um, and, and she confronted her boyfriend and she just was like, we are no longer friends. Oof. And we haven't been. In about four years now. Mm-hmm. And so it's been hurtful and weird and I hate it because we share so many mutual friends. So it's been like a weird cloud of like, oh my gosh, is she going to be here? Right. Uh, am I no longer invited because, you know, she's really good friends with her now and it's too awkward. And so it's like a, there's a lot of hurt and pain with that because I feel like I'm missing out on some of my specific girl groups and some of the just quality time in that just based on our relationship. Mm -hmm. And there's, for this person, she's, you know, really stubborn and and steadfast. And I don't blame her. So, but there's no way that I could even get back into her good grace. I tried initially, like a couple months had passed and stuff like that, but (laughs) it didn't yield any results. I mean, good on you for trying. Yeah, because I I really hated that she wanted to end their friendship based on that type of moment Mm -hmm. um, where, you know, I shared that and she felt like 
I'm just kind of like giggling and talking about her and her boyfriend to my friend. And that wasn't, it just wasn't true. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, yeah, I really, it was hurtful because also I'm an adult, like losing friends and stuff like that when you're younger, it sucks, but it's not as like dire. It's like when you become adult friends with people, it's just different states. Completely, yes. Usually different levels of grace and allowances. And so I just, I, I really do hate that that friendship ended. But that was like the first time I've ever had somebody like tell me I'm not your friend anymore. Yeah. I mean, if I think of probably in the last few years, I had a real, a friend that I was very close to and it was like, we were both moving away from each other. We had a lot going on in our own personal lives, but they used to be so intertwined because we lived really close to each other Mm -hmm. and she was moving and I was staying in California and it was just, it was a really rough patch. And there were some times where it was like, we never said this to each other because I don't think either of us ever believed it. But it was like, we both knew like there were moments of that friendship where we were like, we cannot be friends right now. And that was nothing Mm -hmm. we ever said to each other because it also felt like if push came to shove and like, I really needed her, she would have forgotten everything. And if she really needed me, I also would have forgotten everything and I would have been there in a heartbeat. And it we, it was just something we knew we needed to get over and, and we're, you know, we're good friends again and and all of that. But like, there were moments where I, it was like, I know that she's thinking the same thing right now where it's like, we need to take a beat. We can't be friends right now. But I've never felt the desire to t- totally cut somebody out. And that feels, honestly, it feels so dramatic to have that to not be able to talk that out with somebody yeah right i it does i was like damn i didn't even get a chance to like explain yourself or explain and i get being mad in the moment but like blocking me on social media and just like it i was like actually wait now i remember yes i have had somebody do this to me (laughs) (laughs) that just bring you back (laughs) yeah now all of a sudden i'm thinking the block on social media yeah there was somebody who i was pretty close to but like i don't even know how to go about telling this story basically there was somebody that i was kind of close to years ago we rekindled a friendship And then uh, something happened and they started asking me to do a lot of things for them. And I was really busy and they knew that I was really busy. This is right after the Olympics. And I wasn't blowing them off or anything, but I was like, I just need a second. And I remember that like I had said something like that or I had just like kind of brushed something, some question they asked off to the side. And it felt like this person should know everything um, that's going on with me right now, it's like very busy. They would understand this. And I felt like I wouldn't need to explain this. But I remember they sent me this really long text message. And I was like, I'm not reading this because I saw the last sentence and it said, good luck with your future endeavors. And I was like, oh, no, (laughs) I'm not reading. I am not going. I'm not going up to read the first part. I deleted the message right away. I was like, I'm not even reading that. I don't even want to tempt myself to like even know what it says because I don't care. Because if they're wishing me luck in my future endeavors, well, in this current endeavor, yeah, I'm like, don't ever say that It's dramatic. I think, you know, a lot of the times, because I've had a friend that felt, uh, I can't say too much because then it would be too revealing. I know you and me, we're like, we're like two little mysterious people <laughs> trying to share these stories. Because one, I don't know how to give the context. No, I usually share really freely, but I think because, you know, now Lack I know that people are, yeah, yeah. Now I know people are actively listening and stuff like that. I don't want them to just go poking around. No, it's and you can so be vague. It still gets the, the lesson point across. than it is the actual person because these are people. Yeah. And like when I talk at length about my mom and stuff, it's like, it's all good stuff for one, but also she's not on social media. <laughs> so I just, it's, <laughs> and she's also not listening. So I just don't want like that former friend to be like, <laughs> this man. Yes, exactly. But yeah, so I was just thinking like, How can I explain? Basically, 
Because if I say this detail, it's just because this one detail is needed, but then it's like, oh, well, that's giving away so much. But basically, I was very close with this person, like shared in the very, like spe- the, the biggest day of their lives as a woman uh-huh. who has fallen when in love. When they got their period is what I'm assuming. So you're wrong. Okay. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like really locked in to that point of yeah. like, almost family level and but I've always had an issue with this person being abrasive and and just kind of hurtful mm-hmm. and uh just not that much of a joy to be around and I get it not everybody is bubbly and like you know happy go lucky but it would sometimes be almost like cumbersome to be around this person and so understood I started to kind of pull away and we ended up living in separate cities at one point. And that made it the pull away a little easier um, just because they weren't around as much. But when they would come into town and stuff like that, I would try just enough to link up with them, but not enough to actually do it. Like if I like if something would come in the way, I'd be like, oh, now I can't I obviously can't go. Yeah. So it was it, it would be like I would do just enough to just like try, but not really. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they were kind of doing the same thing of like, oh, I'll just send out a text and then I'm just not going to answer it again until nine o'clock when it's too late mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. But I was just like, whatever, I don't really want you anyway, so it's cool. And I just kept it moving. But then like the pandemic and things hit and I think, you know, so many people were just going through different levels of communication and reaching out to people. This whole like, did you check on me conversation was happening during that time. But like people were dealing with what they were dealing with. I didn't check on on hardly anybody. I stayed in contact with mostly my mom and, and family back home, mm-hmm. but like on a daily basis. But when it came to like friendships and things, I did some a few check ins here and there, but I wasn't really adamant about being on top of people like, oh my God, let's do Zoom Tuesdays. No, or, you know, I did like, things one like or that. two. I did one or two. And then uh, I yeah, went, you're on your own. year plus, like I did like a handful. But yeah. other than that, no. And this person was really like mad about the fact that I wasn't really around and, and answering, you know, random FaceTimes or texts. But it was just also kind of like... I'm, no one's getting a response, but no, but you're the only one that's acting like this is personal. Yeah. And so at one point they reached out and on DMs, no less. And it's like, we know each other in real life. If that's really the case, like text me <laughs> if you don't want to call and you think I'm not going to pick up, which I right. probably won't. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like to DM me and be like, oh, I don't think we're friends anymore. No, honestly, well, wh- this is what makes so you think annoying. I want to have the conversation now? Yeah, no. I'm not interested in responding to that. You know, I will say there are some people who their game plan is to start with drama and then expect the other person to like backpedal to be like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, it's me." Yeah, I'm the problem, and that may be the case. I may be the problem, but like, I didn't respond well to that. I still just kind of like avoided that particular conversation and that I didn't want to confront it. That's another like, that's a really big part of ending friendships. Like I remember in the beginning where you said you kind of like ghost out for the most part Mm -hmm. and don't actually have like an end if you would like if it was a relationship. But it is a relationship. Mm -hmm. And I do think that when you are ending friendships that they deserve some type of ending so that the other person, because like as annoyed as I was at that, that she did that and said that she was my friend and, and is. I think there's certain parts of me that still very much are endeared to her. We we chat via text every now and again, but it, it was just like, I just didn't feel like dragging out something that would honestly make you feel bad mm-hmm. because I'm essentially telling you I don't enjoy you. Yeah, I just feel so rude. It feels so unnecessary. I'm such a punk around it. It's like, even in the nicest, most corporate way possible, there's no cool way of telling somebody that you just don't enjoy the time that you spend with them. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to say this and I'm going to stand by it. I think if I was ever friends with somebody who felt the need to go, we're not friends anymore, I would never want to be friends with somebody who would go there. (laughs) 
I know. I was like, well, why is that your first message? Yeah, that's an insane thing. And I think somebody coming up to me and saying, we need to talk. We are not friends anymore. I would be like, you are completely right. (laughs) Good luck. Wash your legs and don't ever call me again. This is the craziest situation I've ever had in my life. I would, I hate that. I think it's so Yeah, like it made me feel so icky, but I also know that I just have such an avoided personality when it comes to confronting Oh, me too. It's so bad. It's It's so bad. bad. And so I understand that in a healthy relationship and a healthy friendship, that person, they deserve the communication. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's like, how am I shaping that communication when that communication is hurtful? You know, I also think that there's something to be said about like the ebb and flow of of friendships. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes I find it with like my really good friends. Sometimes I find myself really confiding or talking to one of my really like, I probably have like maybe like three or four really, really close friends that I've known for like years and years. Right. And there's times where like I'm talking to one of them on a really consistent basis and the others maybe I haven't talked to in weeks or months. And it's not like I'm fading one in or out, but like I think that is kind of an example of like sometimes like the energy is just kind of gravitating towards one person more than another. And I think Mm -hmm. when it's like friends who like, you're like, I don't really love spending a lot of time with them. I think unless like they're forcing sort of this friendship that you don't want, I think it's pretty easy to just not put yourself in a situation where you're always going to be like having to do something with this person or whatever that you don't get to a point where you're like have this explosion of like, we cannot be friends. I cannot like be around you anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And honestly, as a woman of a certain age, you do get to a point, like at this point on Facebook, I'm not about to add no no new people. No, I don't even, I don't know even how to go do on that. there enough to to do anything. But I'm not adding I feel like in in the IRL version of that, I do welcome new friends. I do. However, at this point in my life, this point in my career, sometimes people want to be your friend based on optics and what Mm -hmm. they can get. And I'm not saying that everybody is like that. And I know Ellie has that reputation. You have to have some certain level of protection as an adult. Friendships are not as fleeting and easy as they were when you were kids. And you were only friends because of convenience. You were in the same neighborhood, in the same class, proximity. Like, you know, that's where the friendships were born usually. And then, you know, you start venturing out and becoming a a person who can move around and have autonomy. So you may start meeting people and being friends with people with shared interests or, you know, things like that. But adult friendships, if they're not inherited from like your your childhood through on through or college years on through, you're dealing with trying to be friends, usually with people in your business, you know, in your career, in Mm -hmm. your field. And. Sometimes that can get a little hairy, sticky, icky. Mm-hmm. You get very, or I don't even say you, I'll. I mean, you <laughs> cool. can say you because I feel like we deal with this in the same way. Yeah, yeah. I'll get very. I used to care a lot about whether or not somebody was supporting and posting and rooting for me and all these things when I'm doing that for them, and you start making up these stories in your head about you know. Maybe there's something going on, some jealousy, some rivalry. And then you're just like in your head about your own friends and your own friendships. And because Mm -hmm. I don't confront things, I don't even go to that person to ask them what's up. Mm -hmm. I do now. I do now. I haven't done it. And, you know, I haven't, I don't, maybe haven't felt the need to, but I've tried to since 2020 and since reevaluating myself and how I, show up and and how I friend. I've been trying to be a lot more upfront with things and be like, okay, so if something's going on, let me just ask. Yeah. But a lot of the times I do find myself recoiling. Yeah. You know what I mean? I Instead do, of yes. asking, I have right now a friend of mine who I feel like has been pulling back mm-hmm. from me, a high profile friend. And I think 
I'm afraid to even do that, be, to be like, yo, what's good? Like, are, are we good? Mm-hmm. Like, I would yeah. do that with maybe someone like you or, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, having, like, these, like, quote-unquote famous friends, it's like, I don't know, may, are the stakes higher? And then it's like, well, why am I making the stakes higher? This is a regular person. And why don't I feel like I can just go to them and be like, yo, you're acting weird. I think that's the thing. Like, we we make up all of... It's so much of the stuff that we feel is sometimes stuff that, like... I mean, I do this. I will make it up in my own head. And I know that this might sound, like, so cynical. But, like, it has saved me a lot of, like, grief and a lot of, like, why, are, why isn't this person doing this or why isn't that? One, I have no idea what anybody else except for myself is thinking. And two, I've learned not to expect anything from anyone that like don't expect anything from anyone and i think sometimes in the past i can speak totally from my own perspective that like i have done things sort of just thinking in my head that this person would do something back and and this isn't like you know i you know did this and i want this big gift back it was just like little things that like if they had something going on, I would call them. And but if I had something going on, they wouldn't call me. And that would make me feel like, well, maybe they don't like what I'm doing or whatever. And I used to think, you know what? No, 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 no. I have to stop this. Because like, if I want to call that person and congratulate them or say something to them, that's on me. And I should be able to celebrate my own success on my own. And if somebody wants to reach out to me, then they can. But like, sometimes I've missed when somebody has done something. And so like, I've missed it. I've I've also not reached out. I'm human. And it didn't mean anything. And maybe that person thought maybe it meant something. And it totally didn't. So like, when I've lessened that, like, I'm gonna be honest. Uh Uh-uh. Sometimes when you know, you know. So, I mean, sometimes I think it's, I think it varies, right? I, I do think it varies. I don't want to walk around the earth like, oh my God, everybody's out to get me. Mm-hmm. However, <sighs> people see you and they know when you're doing things and they know, I know social media is dumb, but like a share and all of that, like if you're using social, like you know how important it is. Oh my gosh, Adam, you got this new show. Let me share it. I saw it on your feed or maybe I didn't see it on your feed, mm-hmm. but we're friends. You've talked about it. So let me go see and I'll share it. Like it doesn't take much to do that. And I feel like that's when that like there's some type of little rivalry, jealousy feeling sometimes inside of the people that love you. And, you know, when you are shining and your star is bright, mm-hmm. and things are going well for you. That doesn't always make everybody, even the ones that love you, feel good. It just doesn't. Yeah. Because it's happened to you. It's happened to me. Yes. The comparison and and you feel bad and you're like, oh my God, I wish I could have done that or whatever the case. And it could be no negative feelings about it, you know, in it from you at all. Or it could be filled with a lot of negative and a lot of hate and vitriol. But it's a real feeling. I think so many times people don't really want to address that jealousy actually exists. Yes. It does exist. It might not be a healthy emotion or a healthy way of using your energy, but it is real and it exists in friendships. It totally does. I've been jealous of so many of my friends. Mm-hmm. I have. But you know what? I take it like I within that same mindset of like, if that person is jealous, that's kind of not my problem. Yeah, exactly. it's not my it's problem. It's never your problem. Right. I mean... At the end of the day, I'm curious about, like, do you know when it is time to exit stage left on a friendship? Do you, like, is there, like, a straw that breaks the camel's back? Or is it just, like, a vibe? (laughs) Like, I'm I'm out. I think that if it's really, like, your relationship is so intertwined in each other's lives where it is almost, like... like it borders on romantic, maybe without like any sort of sexual aspect to it. But if it's really like you're just really in the thick of it with each other, uh, I think that's probably more merit for like a conversation of like, we can't do this. But right. I, I think if it's you're on a friend level and you like run into each other or you're in the same group, uh, there's more of an, it's an energy. Like there's no real like, 
I, I don't know. I, I think sometimes, yes, there's like a straw that breaks the camel's back for sure. Oh, yeah. There's always going to be a straw. Like, I think it's it's up to you, like what your your levels are. And I think a lot of the time women us, in us avoiding type people, we let things bubble up. So God bless those who can communicate effectively that your friend sucks and you <laughs> And you don't want to be around them anymore. Mm-hmm. But it's it's not an easy conversation to have. I would love if y'all would slide in my DMs and tell me about some times when you've ended friendships and like what you said and why you ended that friendship. Because I don't really know how to address to someone that I don't want to be their friend anymore mm-hmm. without just being kind of like ghosty. Yeah. Well, like, I'm definitely not about to do it in person. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> this is virtual. I'm in the I am metaverse. Not, I'm not going to FaceTime it yeah. either. No. Oh, no. I will send you a letter in the mail. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. To your employer. I'm not even to your house. <laughs> I will get you served. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serving papers. Are That's you Adam Ripon? <laughs> and I'm like, You've been yeah. served. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you've been served. How they do that is always hilarious. It's so... And I'm just like, how do you even get this job? I know. It's crazy. They find the best time to do that. That's how I really think you should end friendships, via lawyer. (laughs) Via serve them. Via serve. (laughs) (laughs) Daniel, wait, I have one more question about this. How Do you really think it's that bad to like ghost in a friendship? And I mean, like, uh, maybe let's, I'll turn the phrase, a slow fade out. It's a little toxic because, you know, and the idea of this is my friend, this is someone I have loved and cared for and have shared enough with them intimately enough to know that they are my friend. And then I just kind of fade to the background. I'm literally saying this knowing I do this. So it's just mm-hmm. like, what am I even talking about? But it is, it's it's a little toxic. And I do hate that I have, that I exhibit that behavior in myself that I, you know, am that way in so many not so many, because I don't think I've had so many ending friendships, but in in just the way that I don't allow myself in so many instances mm-hmm. to be f- just forthcoming with like, you know what, I'm just, I'm really not thinking that our friendship is working. I, I just hate that I, I feel the way I feel about it because I know I do it. And I don't think I have any reconciliation in me to not do this. Mm-hmm. I think that the the fade outs that I've had, which I don't think are many, because honestly, when I think of any of the fade outs, it's somebody who like I was instantly connected to and that it felt like, I don't know, I then I just started to get like a weird vibe from it. And I just did not, I guess like I couldn't feel relaxed around those people. I felt like they had like, I don't know, I just felt like it got was getting shady. And it felt like, oh, you know what? Maybe they feel like they're getting a little close. It's time to kind of back away back away and then I I can just slowly like fade out. I don't think they ever felt serious enough to have that conversation. Yeah, I don't know why like we don't consider the relationships with friends as dire as those that are romantic because you do feel it that serious to have those conversations or at least let somebody know you're not feeling them. Like that seems like it's it's just easier. But I think let's leave the let's leave the people with some do's and don'ts. Okay. Um, when it comes to ending a friendship, do. Yes. If you're having a hard time deciding to keep the friendship alive, you could always make a list of pros and cons as to why you're ending the friendship. I don't think I've ever done that. Yeah, because listen, if I have somebody that I need to think about if I want to spend time with them, I know that I'm not doing that. I already that. know that that's not it. Yeah. So this is a do that Adam is not doing. I think I'm not going to be doing <laughs> a lot of the do's. I'm almost 100% sure. I'm definitely not doing this do. Mm-hmm. Talk things through, whether it's on the phone or in a public setting or a private area where emotions can be expressed. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never ended friendships, but I've had people who like in my life who have been confrontational. Yes. But I've, I've always appreciated Jesus moment. Yeah, I, I think. But I've never gone into a, a conversation like this in the back of my mind thinking, oh, we could be breaking up or like this could be ending. Right. That's why I'm like. I don't Should know I if I'm going to sit that? there and like make the plan with you to have that conversation. Yeah. 
Because honestly, even in dating, I remember this guy that I dated who was so sweet. But I could tell that there was something up with him while we were dating. It's like, I don't know if he's all the way interested, but we were still like going out. We were still having a good time together. And then he had gone away on a trip and he uh, he came back and he was like, oh, let's go to brunch. Um, I would love to tell you about my trip. And I was like, okay, cool. So we go to brunch and he gives me a little gift. He got me these really great coasters. I still have them. And he proceeded to tell me that he was not interested in me oh and i was like oh my god yeah why did you why did, why did you want to tell me about this trip again oh, i wanted to throw up yeah are you serious it's like a chicken and waffle in front of me you just gave me a gift <laughs> and in my like he's such a nice guy so i was like Oh, in my head, he probably, or in his head, he thought, oh, well, if I give her a gift, that'll make it easier. Like, he could have just ghosted me. I know. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, wow, I don't think I've ever had that happen before, where somebody took me to tell me that they were no longer interested. So I just, I'm not about to do that with a friend. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I would like Alex Mack. Do you remember that show? She turns into a puddle. I will turn into liquid and yeah. be gone. Oh. I, I really felt like I I just could just die right there. I said, oh my God. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> but so you I kept was, the and coasters. I, just I kept, They were very cute. I will show you them. <laughs> I can't wait. Oh, I'll share all the photos of the people that I've ghosted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tag, tag them, them all. And I go, what? I'm like, listen, I'm talking about you. Uh, it's you. Well, listen, on the don't side, it's all the things that me and Adam will be doing. Uh-huh. Don't ghost your friend. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Don't, don't give in to their promises that they're going to change, especially if there's been more than one occasion where the promise has been broken. Mm-hmm. That Now that I won't, I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. And if I think I'll, they're going to break it, I, I'm going to let them do their lip service. But then I'm going right back to number one. Don't ghost. <laughs> I'm ghosting you. Yeah. And then the last don't is uh, don't confuse your feelings with the belief that you should maintain the friendship. OK, that's real. That's a good don't. That is real. That's a don't that I'm about to don't. <laughs> that's a don't that I'm definitely don'ting. Yeah. Well, Adam, what are we thinking that we're about to normalize about ending friendships. I think we should normalize thinking about, you know, um, (laughs) what? (laughs) I completely lost my train of thought. (laughs) I was like, well, what are we normalizing? I think we should normalize ghosting if it works for you, because I don't really want to tell my ex-friend that I don't want to be their friend. And don't bring them out to brunch and bring coasters. No, please don't do that. I think also normalize that like friendships go through like peaks and valleys and that's normal and yeah. it's okay. Sometimes you outgrow each other. Yes. There's so many stages in life that we all go through. Like I said, as an adult, friendships are different. Mm-hmm. They they stand on different principles. They mean different things in so many ways. You may not even friend the way you friended when you were a teenager or in your 20s. So you're just going to go through so much growth as a human that your connections have to grow and change as well. So I think if we normalize it, sometimes friendships end. Yeah, sometimes they end. They end. And if they're going to end, just try to be as compassionate as possible. But also ghost me, please. Yeah. Please don't bring me coasters. I'd rather die. I'd rather die right here at this brunch table. (laughs) Well, Danielle, I really feel like that was an amazing conversation, but the only thing that would make this even more amazing for me is to go into our favorite part of the show. Keep it or, or curb, curb it. it. Like our friends sitting there on the curb waiting to be told they're no longer our friends. Right. Looking at their phone going, I think I'm being ghosted. And <laughs> you're right. You are right. You are. So for you first timers, first of all, welcome to the show. Thank you for sticking around. We love having you. Keep it or curb it is the segment where we take a look at new social trends and decide whether they're worth keeping. Or we have to get rid of them. (laughs) 
Danielle, are you ready? I have the first keep it or curb you know it, which I'm is ready. an honor. An okay. honor. According to a survey by Forbes advisor and market research company, Prolific. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. First of all, incredible name. Right? If they would have ma- spelled it with a Q-U-E. Oh, oh. chef's kiss. Prolific. Prolific. <laughs> <laughs> Tracy Kimberly. <laughs> so the F-A-M-R-C-P, wow. as I refer to them, nearly 80% of Americans between 18 and 41, odd amount of ages. Why did we go to 41? Because <laughs> you just can't stop at 40. Exactly. Life I doesn't agree. stop at 40. Life doesn't stop at 40. <laughs> That's what they're trying to tell me. But 41. It's over. okay 18 and 41 so so americans between 18 and 41 have gotten financial advice from social media the most common financial advice young adults receive on social media has been stock and bonds tips at 57 percent personal budgeting at 51 percent and passive income at 49 percent reducing debt and building or improving credit scores were also topics of interest. Sorry, I was burping coconut water because just the Nasty. thought of all of this is making me <laughs> I don't know uneasy. I must admit, I don't know what you're talking about, but go on. Okay. Financial professionals urge great caution in adopting financial advice from social media. 78% of those surveyed believe that they have more access to financial advice now than they would have uh, previous generations because of their identity, such as race, gender, or income. Okay. Was the last sentence I said in English? I do not think Mm-mm. I said it in English. I think basically now what that are you they're asking? saying, <laughs> I, I went <laughs> race, gender, or income? Question mark. <laughs> okay, I think what I was supposed to say was something like, now people have more access to this information, and you aren't limited because of who you are, or where you're from. How's okay, How's on that? social Forbes media, advisor prolific. <laughs> so Danielle, keep her curve. Receiving financial advice from social media. <laughs> oh, I think you should curb it if it's just random, but keep it if these are actual financial advisors who have TikTok accounts and such. Yeah. Because, you know, there's some really great, smart people who are financially savvy who use social media. So like if they're out there doing it, then I will do a financial advice. But if I'm just scrolling around on Twitter and people are like, put your money in this. Um, no. Yeah. So I yeah, say yes I and mean, no. Yes and no. You got to get it from a, a informed source, not just, you know, Bob and them. Yeah. And I think if the advice is too good to be true, it's a pyramid scheme. <laughs> be careful. Do not get scammed. Yeah. Don't invest money in something that somebody says you have to and you'll be a millionaire. Yeah. If it's like from an email from Jeff Bezos at legitbiz.com, mm-hmm. that's not him. No. But yes, don't be up there getting scammed, but be smart yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. Follow real financial advisors. Like and budget follow your stuff. heart. <laughs> but don't don't listen to your heart. It's going to lead you in there. <laughs> Wait, I also don't know anything about money, but I will say that good advice I got about getting a credit card was having a lot open, but always like paying them off on time. Yeah. Because I had bad credit and now I have great yeah, credit. Yeah, I raised my credit 40 points recently. I feel really good about it. So I feel don't really good about that. Get, get advice from us, but like don't listen too hard. Yeah, like listen, but like also research. Okay, next, keep it or curb it. I'm ready. You ready? Mm -hmm. According to a new report, a four-day work week improved employees' health in so many ways, Adam. I believe it. I really, I'm, I'm already sold. It reduces anxiety and stress. It enables better sleep and more time for exercise and all kinds of activities, okay? Mm -hmm. Companies in the pilot study, mostly in the UK, were free to set their schedules however they wanted. Okay. So there was a pilot study. Okay. Mostly in the UK, because no one Mm -hmm. has time for us over here. No. Where people were free to set their schedules however they wanted, as long as they meaningfully, and Mm -hmm. I'm putting meaningfully in quotes, Mm -hmm. because who is deciding what it means, where they meaningfully worked uh, reduced work hours without docking pay. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they had to work. Right. Understood. Yes. I'm okay. on the same page. Yeah. So more than half of the companies gave all their employees either Monday or Friday off. Mm-hmm. 
while others tried to stagger their schedules in shorter days throughout the week. So I would have been a Monday and Friday off kind of girl. Like that's and fine you would have been me. a Tuesday through Thursday. Yeah. I'll mm-hmm. work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. <laughs> uh-huh. And don't give me a fourth day. So about 40% of respondents said they experienced less work-related stress. 71% reported lower levels of burnout. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. Almost 40% of employees also said their physical health improved during the six-month trial period. And 40% said it was easier to get to sleep. This is all very obvious. Mm -hmm. Adam, are we keeping or curbing a four-day work week? I think we keep it because I love 71% of people being less burnt out. Yeah. And it also makes sense because like, I I mean, I I feel like there's that motivation when you get the week started to like get going, but it's just like five days in a row really just drags on where it's like you have those days where you're like, I'm not getting anything done. And I think if you have those four days, it's easy to be like, like, Let like me, I need day. to get these things done. Yes. In yes. the time that I have. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree. I think f- it just makes more sense. And it's like when, while that employee is there, they're better utilizing their time there. And you're not just paying to babysit or just to like have them in like yeah, pushing show pens up. around or whatever they no, used to say. Pushing papers. Mm-hmm. And pens. pens. Sometimes you have pe- <laughs> pens and papers pens go together. Paper. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep the four-day work week and even better if you can make it three. Yeah, even better if you can make it two and remote. Like, let's be honest, I would love to stop working. <laughs> <laughs> I say seven-day a week off. Seven-day fun week. Seven-day... <laughs> <laughs> How about they research that? <laughs> And include me. I yeah. like to design my seven fun week, seven day fun mm-hmm. week. Yeah, and thank you. Should you. Get paid for that study, actually. Yeah. So please, thank you for my days off. You're welcome. I'm in charge of them. <laughs> <laughs> All so right, we Danielle. are keeping it. Yeah, we, we are. are. What else are we keeping, Adam? Friendships. <sighs> You know what? Yeah, I not think we're a, keeping not friendships. Not unless we don't want it. <laughs> yeah, unless unless the friendship is ending, we're not keeping it. It's ending. It's over. <laughs> it's over. I have ghosted you, so leave. Yeah, I think. Okay, this is what I'm gonna normalize. I'm gonna normalize. Sometimes I think in if you're trying to date someone, ghosting bad. If it's a friendship, ghosting. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Ghost your friends, ladies and gents. And listen, if we're not nothing, if we're not open and honest, Adam, okay? Yeah. So my favorite takeaway from this episode is that sometimes you need to ghost your friends and other times you need to let them down easy at brunch. Yeah. And give them some coasters from Thailand. Yeah. I think, I think you know what? Listen, if you think you're in a toxic friendship, you probably, you probably are. are. That's period. That's what I think. I think if yeah. you think it, and you're you should get out, right. escape, yeah. back away into the bush. Uh-huh. It's waiting Homer for you. Me and, Ad- me and Adam have Prosecco inside and we're waiting. Mm-hmm. In the bush, actually. In the bush. And from the bush, I would like to say that is our time. <laughs> and I want to thank everyone <laughs> from listening. Can you up. hear the rustle of the bushes? The so. <laughs> over. And the popping of the Prosecco. Twigs up. <laughs> <laughs> and twigs it's the twigs too um i want everyone please i want to make sure that you rate comment subscribe wherever you listen mm-hmm. to podcasts we're looking for those five star reviews yeah don't we love ghost them. us don't do us like that don't no no no. everything we said about ghosting i was kidding i was no, kidding yeah, we would never do that to you no, of course just to no. our friends that we hate exactly <laughs> and if you have any topics that you'd like us to normalize one i know danielle and i both have loved getting the dms and all of the suggestions a lot of the suggestions are episodes already yeah you guys are very smart you are and you're aware and you like things being normalized which Mm. we love Mm -hmm. um and if you want to reach out to me on twitter i'm at adam ripon and on instagram i'm at at a rip don't be afraid just get in there i've loved them all so far danielle where can everybody 
at you. They can at me on Instagram at the Danielle Young and on Twitter at Rapsodani, R-H-A-P-S-O-D-A-N-I. Please slide in there with every ounce of just slippery olive oils and <laughs> shea butters that you have on your ankles and elbows. And um, let us know. Because I, I love this. I love being able to like actively do the episodes you're suggesting. Yeah, I love And it. a lot of the times it's stuff that I wouldn't even think of. So thank you for your smarts. And um, honestly, as sad as it is, that's it for now, guys. We no, will see we'll you back. on... I know, I'm very sad about ending this friendship today. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see you next time on Normalize This. Until then, make sure that you have some wash rags. Yeah. And clean your legs. Please. Please. Bye. <laughs> Adam's still using his hand. I'm still... My hand is kind of rough sometimes, so it's almost <laughs> like a washcloth. It's okay. It's all right. I'm a doctor. <laughs> Everyone out there listening, we want to hear from you. Make sure you follow at Make Spring Hill on all platforms for weekly show updates.